Welcome to the Crossfit Anime Podcast, episode number 41. This week brought to you by... <laughs> what? <laughs> I was going to say Raid Shadow Legends. But oh. Uh, so, we're currently in the summer. Summer anime. Yeah. Uh, which is actually really good so far. A-list, so this is this week's A-list. Sorry, we should probably tell you what's on the list. Uh, because... Oh, shoot, I lost it already. Oh, no. There we go. So the A-list this week is My Hero, Two Year Eternity, The Duke of Death and His Maid, which is brought to you by me, The Detective is Already Dead, and Peach Boy Riverside. And then the B-list is Tokyo Revengers, which is a continuation, Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, which is a season two. Mm -hmm. So we've talked about way back when. Slime, which is brought to you by Justice, continuation from last season, correct? And then Girlfriend, Girlfriend, and Battle Game in Five Seconds, that battle game in my five seconds might change the Sony Boy. Okay. It, it might. As a heads up, these were ones that I picked. Sony Boy, I watched the first episode, and I was like, I like it. I don't think a lot of people are going to like it, though. So it might be something I just watch and then talk about later. Okay. But to our weekly shows. Uh, so first thing on the list is My Hero Academia. We're on season five, and this is the second, this is the second half of the fifth season. Mm -hmm. So this brings us to... Episode 102, which I'm surprised. There's already 102 episodes. You can watch an episode a week and be good for two years now. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, man, things are in the mix of starting to kick off, but also, like, there's a beach episode. <laughs> there was literally a fucking beach episode. They're like, okay, we got a mission for you. I'm like, oh, cool. They're going on a fucking high-tech mission. Yo, you want to see these, like, Go to high, the beach. You see these high, high school girls in uh, bikinis? I'm like... Okay, come on. Granted, there's a lot of people that are like, yeah, I'm like, you don't have to sexualize them at all. They're already Robbie got me feeling funny, making me wonder what that tongue do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, what the tongue do? <laughs> uh, uh, it was all right. So, it, it well, was okay. kind of whatever. So, it, what we watched was episode 102, 103, and 104. Mm -hmm. And within those episodes, like... 104, the most recent beach episode, not much happened. You kind of learned a little bit because it was they're trying to tr catch some uh, drug traffickers mm -hmm. of what they call it trigger. Yeah, is what the drug is, which makes you more powerful. Mm -hmm. It basically like amplifies your core. Yeah, and the thing about these three episodes that was really cool to see is more and more of the behind the scenes stuff. And at the tail end of 104, you see kind of that like church cult thing that you mm -hmm. saw in the trailer. Yeah, or and the that movie. was the only thing that was really worth. So I think me. what's going to happen is this season's going to end right when the fight starts, and I feel like the movie's going to pick up where... God, I hope not. Because the, they advertise the movie, mm -hmm. and advertise all three of them as criminals. Mm -hmm. And in the movie, it's all three of them working together. So I'm thinking they're going to do the Demon Slayer thing where it's, let's end the season, do the movie, because the movie's supposed to come out when the season ends. Like, a little bit after, if I remember correctly. But it's so cool to see... Uh, the background stuff, the more espionage type stuff for my hero compared mm -hmm. to just the regular hero stuff. Yeah. You also get to see Endeavor, like, you know, we all know him for the most part as a fairly shitty father. Yeah. But, man, He's a, it's very clear there's a reason why he has always been number two. Like, yeah. and now is the number one hero because he is very good at his job. Like, they even make note in the... In the, was it, uh, one oh episode 103, so the second episode, where he has, like, 
his Bluetooth headphones in, here's the like, they do the thing where you hear the beep and he's already fucking gone. Yeah. He already is just going towards what he says or what he feels. Mm-hmm. So you get to see all of them, uh, Deku, Bakugo, and Todoroki learning like, okay, you'll be good to go if you can you know, save someone before me. And it's like, they're never going to fucking catch up to you. But at least he's giving pointers. Mm-hmm. Like, at first, he wasn't giving pointers. Now he's realized, oh, shit. They mentioned in uh, 102, the army is 100,000 strong. Mm-hmm. And they even showed, like, basically they showed every major city in Tokyo as, like, a pinpoint. Yeah. For on the, the map. The villains. So it'll be crazy to think, like, well, it's 100,000 and it looked probably 100 pinpoints. So there's mm-hmm. probably going to be 1,000 villains they're going to have to deal with, not to mention other people that'll turn villainous. Yeah. And how many of them are going to have trigger now that that's a, yeah. a factor? And they did commandeer a lot of it, which Yukihara fucking saving the ecosystem. Yeah. That data girl. The ecosystem's going to get fucked. Yeah. With the whole plane. Okay. Which shows off her ability. She could hold that plane for a little bit. And that's, yeah, okay. that's a decent sized plane. <laughs> so it's like, are you all right? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of all that happens. Oh, one of the best things ever. I saw it on the Reddit. It's like, yo, we're going to hang out with Evendower. Biggest fuck you is like Deku wearing an All Might scarf. <laughs> Bakugo like, yo, fuck this guy. I don't care. And then Todoroki just straight up like, I don't see you as a father. I see you as a hero to help me learn. Mm-hmm. But also Evendower has 30 sidekicks. Yeah. And also, um, so I got to take this out of my pocket. <laughs> Sorry, it was poking me. Did you see like, you know when they're showing off the office, right? Mm-hmm. Did you see how fucking tall that ceiling was? Yeah. I was like, I understand having a big office and, you know, stuff. But also, like, someone did a measurement of, like, how tall Evendower is. And they're like, yeah, that ceiling's, like, 50 feet tall. It's like, who needs a fucking ceiling 50 feet tall? That's, like, four stories. Yeah. Sometimes you just need a... What if uh, they have to fly out? <laughs> Like, I'm assuming one of those windows specifically opened so he could just out instead of, yeah. Also, for someone that's, like, based around flames, his office is very flammable. Yeah. It's all wood, all carpet. It's like, come on, dude. You're just one sneeze away from starting a fire. He is very good at controlling his fire. Like, it, it... uh, There was the scene Listen, man, people are good at controlling not pooping themselves every once in a while. yeah. But, you know, in his case, the level of control is so high because even Todoroki and Bakugo have the conversation because uh, Bakugo um, uses a similar technique to fly, uh, just not, like, as yeah. continuous. And Well, both I mean, just give him pointers on, like, focus mm-hmm. it and then shoot one strong beam. Yeah, and but specifically the fact that they both noticed at the same time that even though... Uh, he's going around a corner. He's still speeding up in the process. Like he loses no momentum because he has so much control. That's, that's like a race thing too. Yeah. Like when you, well, formula one and like NASCAR, (laughs) it's like, you should be picking up speed around the corner or at least maintaining your speed. So you got to speed up because you're turning. Mm -hmm. Oh, my favorite thing though. I forgot to mention this about the episode before we move on to our next show is, uh, two things. One, when, (laughs) Evendower, uh, Endower, or Evendower? Uh, I forgot. Evendower. Whatever is how you pronounce the name. When he asked Deku, like, yo, what's your strengths and weaknesses? And it's a whole fucking just like, that fucking voice actor is making his fucking pay that day of just like saying yeah. a whole bunch of shit. 
Uh, I also found that scene super interesting because at the very end, he doesn't like mock or anything else. Uh, uh, Evendauer like literally just says, okay, probably work on this and this, which shows you just how strong his like processing power is in situations. And then you see like the actual hands on, like just how quick he is to react. You've also seen a change when he learns about this giant army and, because mm-hmm. we're going to see a giant change, I think, by the end of this season of Endower Endeavor. Yeah. Because, like, from the beginning of the season, I mean, last season, like, at the very end, big change to being, you know, now you're the pro hero. He's changed to so this season. He's definitely changed, to, you know, working with people more often. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I wanted to point out was, yeah, he's the number one hero. But Jesus Christ, when he's fighting glass, dude, fucking molten glass falling down on the ground. It's like, come on, dude. Also, that, by fun. the way, they do say, like, he doesn't work with anybody, but, like, he's got to be, like, fairly, like, flexible if you have 30 sidekicks. Like, it's yeah. not like he became the number has, one and I suddenly he, like... I think he has, like, sidekicks in every sector. Yeah. Because there's always... Which is cool, because every time he stopped in a new sector, there were new sidekicks helping him. Mm-hmm. Which, now it is paying off, because they said everyone's doing work study, which is now why I realized they spent so much time on those extra class two people. Because you'll probably see them a lot more either in the movie or the end of this season or beginning of next season. Yeah, they'll, they'll have to play an important role because yeah. they need as many That's, heroes as possible. But there's 30 characters in each class. That's 60 people. And all of them have really strong quirks. Like you mm-hmm. saw that they had a very good potential. Yeah. So it, it's super interesting. I'm glad that my hero is like picking up. There are those moments where you get a little bit of a lull. Beach uh, episode. I... The thing that I always find the most interesting uh, is the tension and action. The tension of, like, world building and the situation building and the, like, you know, action of some of the fights and stuff like that, uh, As especially when they, like, stick because they do a fairly good job of that. Um, a good example for the tension building, I know for, what, season four... You were basically stuck in one area the entire time, uh, and it was all about saving Aerie. Yeah. Um, until the like the last like five episodes when they did the festival thing and whatever. Yeah. Uh, the My Hero music video. Yeah, still pretty great. Good. Um, but the briefing where you have individuals like Red Riot and Deku who are, you know, these are work studies and they're like actively involving in something. Like, Yo, there were like 10 or 15 heroes Red involved. Red one, one of the biggest MVPs of last season. Mm-hmm. Fucking and, taking them hits. Yeah, but, uh, and Lemillion is there as well. At just the, like, as they're going over the impact and trying to save someone like Aerie and realizing that she'd be, you know, basically a, a test subject and like the a victim and a She's lot being of being torn apart other, put back together yeah a lot of those uh impacts as they build especially with Lemillion and Deku when they realize like you know they were in uh, she was in front of them like they could have helped then and instead she had to go back to that like I thought that episode specifically was really good because it built the stakes pretty well for me yeah. So, all right. Next, to your eternity. Holy shit. <laughs> is it going to get fucking. It's already sad. Biggest, saddest moment of. Because uh, we watched episode 13, 14. Uh, and that's all that's out. Because they took a, a two, week what, off. They took two weeks off, didn't they? 
It took an extra long. Yeah. Something like that. There's only two episodes to talk about. What's making me fucking sad is like, yo. (laughs) Yeah. He has trauma. You're seeing that. And then also he tries to climb the tree and he tries to turn into March. So apparently he can still turn into like the fruit she gave, Mm -hmm. uh, gave him in the backpack that she had, but he can't turn into her, Mm -hmm. which is kind of sad because you realize, because you get a reminder. Oh yeah. That monster took March and the bear power from him. So he's only got, uh, Fushi, the wolf, the wolf, him as the kid, Noah, Mm -hmm. and then, uh, Gugu as well. Mm -hmm. But dude, also now he has a mole. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's right. Now he has a mole. (laughs) You can see him gaining emotion. Cause Mm -hmm. even say that in episode 13, he has gained emotion or gained something else. I don't want to kill people. Yeah. Then he kills the mole and you have that sad thing of, he's like, Oh, I accidentally killed it. Cause it bit me, Mm -hmm. you know, cause that was the wolf's nature. Also, the biggest thing is we get a fucking tournament arc. Mm. It is a goddamn tournament arc, and I'm fucking loving it. Yo, that bitch is back. I know. That's the <laughs> fu- the first thing I saw. I saw a cut in the face. I was like, bitch is back. Yeah. Uh, also, he does have a new form, um, which is the girl that was with him and March. Uh, I don't oh, yeah. know her well, name. Well, that's the thing, because at, at the beginning of the episode, they say, oh, he can only turn to things that die great traumas then he turns into march's uh friend mother like sister yeah kind of thing yeah i i don't currently remember her name she was super important she helped carry march's body back when she passed and was there basically the whole time uh i hope she's not dead like i don't think she is i that was one of those kind of moments where it's like maybe there's now you know, as he's evolved and understood like emotions and stuff like that, like there's an evolution in his I, evolution. I think that's what it is because he can turn into stuff mm. now. Because before he couldn't turn into March when he just lost her in general. Now that he's gained emotion, because remember they said it's like a big emotional trauma, then he can change. But now he has more emotions, so he can change into more stuff. Mm-hmm. Well. Th- th- it's all about stimulation. And I wonder if, like, for the most part, it started out with, like, trauma and, like, hardships and stuff like that. Like, bonds as the stimulation. And now it's also moving past, like, really core important bonds of, like, March being a, a pseudo-mother figure. Uh, Gugu being, like, a brother. Um like a lot of those um, into even some of the more like impactful ones of like just being a friend and like, it still hurts to watch him turn into Gugu. Yeah. So just like, fuck, that's a one, like Noah and Gugu are hard March, not as painful. It still I, is, but I feel like the way they set up Noah's death and then Gugu's death was, uh, cause it was a slow burn of, yeah, they're dying. Yeah, March's so was like the first boy, his, his death was a really good, like, you know, well, we both agreed the just the fir- first, first episode, episode alone S-tier. is like S-tier. Uh, <laughs> that was really good. It conveyed, like, a story that was super interesting that now leads into what we are watching now. Um, I, I do think specifically March's, for me, is slightly higher than Gugu's, but that's only because of... Uh, you weren't expecting it. 
like she's a child yeah. and like the the impact also like the build up slightly beyond that cuz once you realize like he turns into people you know when they die and you know event, eventually you have that notion where it's like of course Gugu's probably going to die like in some way well i think it's already been and, established that like mm-hmm. when he meets someone new like these kids he's met they're probably all going to fucking die yeah. and uh specifically with like march a it's sad she's a child she, the the innocence that is being lost there is super important also uh you have that like immediate moment after with uh, the girl that he can now turn into where she like almost takes her life and like his reaction to that like the culmination also his like you know crying kind of like pout face of like it it, it's a good combination of all of that so i think it's like a bit more important it uh, just starting to reach some of those levels of uh desensitization because you you know that it's eventually going to happen i think the interesting thing now you know is that fact that he's turned into someone who most likely is not dead so how does that also develop the story of characters he turns into because we've now been conditioned to only see them because they're dead yeah uh one big thing i wrote for this episode is uh when you can hear March's voice, I'm not crying. You're crying. Yeah. No, but uh, the the big thing we're kind of skipping over, or we haven't talked about yet for uh, these two episodes who watches, there is that tournament arc, but it all started when the fucking Bushi and Piorin. Oh, I know her name. Piorin. <laughs> no. Fucking look at this, folks. I, I fucking did my homework. <laughs> I'm going to forget everyone else. This man literally pointed at a camera that doesn't point at him. <laughs> it's like... No, but uh, Piorin... It, it's pronounced a little different, but that's how it's written. Uh, she and Fushi go to travel to this island with a whole bunch of monsters so Fushi can get stronger, you know, become, I don't know, One Piece or some shit. Uh, and as they're getting ready to board the ship, they board the ship and they're taken prisoner. Yeah, they're, a slave ship. Yeah, that. we don't know what happened to Piorin. She was taken one way. Fushi was put in a jail cell. And mm-hmm. then everyone's fucking branded in the hand. He's like, everyone, hold out your hand for your ticket. Like, first of all, you're not, I'm not going to hold my fucking hand to get branded. Fuck you. Second of all, it's like, I really hope she's safe because uh, I'm afraid what he's going to do if she's not. Wow. Also, and then he ends up, uh, we kind of skip over a little bit. You know, he's in jail. He's trying to figure out what happens. He runs into this kid, this uh, little girl that has a group of other kids that are kind of trying to get off this island and, you know, just survive. Because mm-hmm. it's a giant prison island. It's basically Australia. Yeah, uh, There's, like, no rules about murder. Yeah. <laughs> one one of the best ways you see that is the announcer after he's like, open up cell A, gets fucking arrowed to the head. No, he didn't even finish saying open up cell He's yeah. like, are you ready for a fight? And he gets fucking shot. I'm like, yeah. oh, shit. This dude just got fucking whacked. Yeah, so, and someone else is just like, all right, here we go. <laughs> yeah, that's literally what it is. It's like, let's fucking fight. Yeah, but yeah, that's when uh, Fushi kind of joins this big fight because if you win the fight, you become like the village chief, mm-hmm. uh, and, and apparently, yeah, dictate the rules. You dictate the rules. You get to run the island, and but the thing is, you have to constantly compete in these tournaments, and they even make a offhanded well, comment. No, they only do the tournaments when the village chief dies. But the but village chief only lives two weeks. They're yeah, like, yeah so they have to keep li- doing them. Yeah, like I've never had a village chief that lives more than two weeks. And Fushi's this thing, like, everyone sees him get stabbed a whole bunch, hit in the head, 
And then the other competitor is like, oh, no, I'm drunk. Ugh. <laughs> or what else are you supposed to fucking do against mm-hmm. a guy like that? Yeah. But uh, that's kind of where we leave off. Fushi then runs into that mole thing we talked about, and he's trying to find a way to get to Piorin mm-hmm. because he wants to protect her. You know, he doesn't know how. He doesn't have anything he can transform into to get over there because he can't get the bear anymore because mm-hmm. he doesn't have it. Tried to kill an owl. Tried to kill but... an owl, which is part of the group, the kids' groups. I'll actually have the owl's name written down. Oh, boy. Look at, look What's at, his you name? know, prepared. Uh, oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> He's so prepared. He has Lee guard. Lee guard. Lee guard. Sorry. Lee guard. So there's kids. There's Olroy, which is the bigger kid. Uh, you meet them at the end of the episode, so not terribly important. Then you meet uh, Mai, which is the red hair girl which she seems to be kind of the oldest out of the bunch. Uh, there's this boy in green. Uh, his name is like Sendel. Yep. And then Opa is the kid with the covered eye. So you get to meet all them. And I'm like, I'm not even going to pretend like they're going to survive. They're all fucking dead. Right. Or at least some of them. I feel like some of them are going to die minus maybe one or two. And then that'll continue the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think one of the things that kind of like sucks because there's those little pings of uh you know that really sucks is when they cut for some of the intermission stuff and you see the wall of the faces and i mean they're all faces of people that he can now turn into and you can see like goo goo's uh face also pure and 100 was like hey she knows that like you were goo goo and like they're gonna work hard and it's like Oh, man. <laughs> also, Piorin, you knew she was a criminal, and now they're like, yeah, she murdered like 10 people, and you're like, ooh. Poison. It's like, eh, then maybe. But the she, backstory. She 100% seems like the person that would just poison someone who had it coming, though. Yeah. I feel like they'll do the thing of, yeah, she poisoned 10 people, but they were also people that were murdering, like, children or something. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's to your eternity. So far, the those two episodes oh, have been pretty good. I also forgot to point out one thing in the fight. Fushi was literally getting eaten alive at one point. Yeah. Okay, that dude. dude's like, I'm immortal now. <laughs> like, well, no, you're not. But all right. So our next on the list, I believe, was uh, the Duke and the Death of His Maid. That one's on you, my dude. I first thought the CG animation because it's all CG for the characters. There's actually a lot of scenes that are hand drawn, regular animation style. I'm like, shit. If they would have done this regular animation, I feel it'd be a lot more popular. You obviously have uh, technically three main characters. You don't. Meet the third one till the third episode, basically. Mm-hmm. You have the Duke. Um, I don't remember exactly his name. I forgot to write it down because they don't even call him by his name until like the second episode because they just call him Master because he's in his own mansion. And then there's his maid, which I forgot her name as well because they don't say her name till like the third episode. And then they have the butler. Mm-hmm. So it's literally the Duke, his maid, and his butler living in a smaller mansion than his family. So he's probably around the age of uh, middle school, early high school. God, I wish I could have lived in my own fucking mansion with servants when I well, was in middle school. Well, the thing is, like, he's been cursed since he was a child, since he turned five, that anything he touches that's living will die. Mm-hmm. Um, even if he has, like, a small piece of clothing in between, it's not, like, skin to skin. It is, like, a few layers. Uh, basically, in the third episode, he's wearing, like, a metal cage around him. While in like a costume or whatnot, so no one knows it's him. And if people bump into him that way, he's still worried like, oh shit, they just touched me, I'm going to kill him. And it's like, okay, mm. they're alive. But it's actually really 
sad kind of right now because you see this back and forth emotional thing of he wants to like you know hug someone but he can't because he'll kill him anytime he picks up a flower he kills it so um be, be, uh, to make a long story short it is Killing. very they are a lot of anime kind of tropes in the beginning like the maid obviously has big breasts kind of lower cut on there so she always teased him like oh you want to touch these he's like oh please please don't please don't he gets embarrassed and it's just so adorable seeing that kind of like back and forth thing. Cause it's just kind of like two teenagers kind of fucking with each other, but he can't touch her. Otherwise she will die. And he really loves her. Cause they've been together since I think he was eight or something. And now he's like, or maybe like seven. And now they're both like 13, 14. They're roughly the same age. And you realize his whole family has disowned him. Like his mother, his father, they sent him away in his own private mansion. It's not like massive, but it's still big enough. So he just spends mm. all his days alone. Like, imagine you never get to hug someone from, like, age four. You can't even touch anyone. Like, there's plenty of times. I could be okay with that. <laughs> and with Especially COVID, if I, mean, I have my own fucking mansion. You're disowned, but here's still this nice house. Well, the thing is, like, he even wants to, like, kiss his maid. Because there's obviously a huge, it's, like, basically a rom-com is kind of what this thing is. It's, like, a romance comedy kind of a thriller type thing I would classify as. Once you get past the, after your two episodes in, you kind of get over the CG. That You really get caught up in the story. So if anyone wants to watch it, I'd say watch it. You know, some people have complained on Reddit that the CG is fucking terrible and blah, blah, blah. But it's a, it's a style they picked mm-hmm. for a reason. Also, his butler is basically a fucking complete badass. Like this dude does everything super fast. So anything that's living... No matter what, how he touches it, dies. Yeah, there's even a scene in episode one where he accidentally falls out of the swing set. He touches the tree he's next to, immediately kills the tree. Okay. Like, it's a pretty fast, like... It, so, if dies. he was, like, barefoot and walked through grass, is that everything that he's on the grass, like, those patches dying? Or I would assume. just the hand? I don't think they'll go quite that in-depth, but they do the thing <laughs> of, like, you touch him anywhere and you'll die. Hmm. Okay. There's even one point where, like... What about bodily fluids? If he, like, spits on someone, do they die? I don't think so. Um, there, there aren't quite set rules. It's still kind of, like, okay. a generic kind of idea. Yeah. You I know? think that'd be interesting. That moment where it's like, hey, like, I'm, like, two, two feet away. Don't touch me. But, like... I go, sneeze. Go like this. <laughs> I'm going to go like this and aim. <laughs> God, Justin... <laughs> No, but it's actually really... That's the way to have kids. I yeah, Gotta do what you gotta do. Well, he's only like 13 or 14 or something like that. I love it a lot. Like, his character design is kind of unique. He's a Duke breed early. Yeah. Well, it's like... It's kind of weird because they talk and do a lot of things that, like, kind of modern kids would do. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's set in that early setting. So they say some stuff and they do some stuff. They don't talk in the old English kind of way unless it's, like, super formal. And the saddest part is in episode three, his buddy from way back when before he had the curse mm-hmm. would hang out with him and he'd kind of like they'd poke fun as kids and he gets really excited to see his buddy his buddy shows up and then uh the duke goes to like shake his hand and he's like oh no i can't shake your hand and uh, his buddy's bodyguards like jump in the way to save him and then you get this tense kind of moment and then long story short uh, it's real tense they don't say anything to each other his friend is kind of like super distant and at one point uh his friend tries to steal his maid and be like, yo, come come work for me. You don't have to work for this monster. And the maid's already made it clear. She's even said to each other that they love each other. Um, and 
He's like, I'll save you. So the Duke walks up. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he like basically pushes the kid over with his cane mm. and says, don't touch me, you fucking monster. And then that's when it sets in like, this dude literally has no friends minus his butler and the maid in the world. So it's so fucking sad. Good show, though. Good mm. show. I'd say it's definitely a B-tier show. Nice. B-tiers are good. Peach Boy's last, right? No, we have... Uh, the detective is already dead. Oh. Dude, the animation, like, halfway in episode one is fucking fantastic. Like, when she's pulling out the gun, it gave me... Uh, did you watch Amagi Berlin Park? No. When she pulls out the fucking gun and shoots? No. It, it felt just like that. That is a show that the animation is great in the first episode. Also, the first episode's 45 fucking minutes. That's too long for a uh, for a first episode. Yeah, depends. Uh, the first episode of Sorted Online Alicization was like 50 minutes. There's a couple shows. That's that, like a whole built-up thing. I mean, there's been a couple shows that yeah. will do like the first hour. I, I kind of enjoy them sometimes because it's a good way to like really dive in. Also, airport um, security is too fucking lax. Yeah. She brought a gun on the plane. I mean, it was, apparently it was all planned. So apparently it was all planned. I mean. Uh, the the animation is pretty good. My biggest gripe right now is, yo, you guys are kind of boring. Like she's, uh, it's a very like nothing interesting. Uh, Sesta, Sesta, yes, yes, Siesta, Siesta, hey, yeah, no, it's uh, Sesta. It's a S I. A-S-T-A. Okay. Uh, she is, like, meant to be super smart. Cool. But everything basically was already planned from the beginning. And it's like, why didn't you just, like, not have that dude be on the plane? Why couldn't you just, like, set up and, you know, Story you knew this guy, like... Well, it's very much, like, a plot, like armor thing where it's like you're so smart you knew you were going to have this one dude that you kidnapped bring on your gun because you knew that you would eventually have to use it in an airplane in the air and what this guy was going to be like and it's like i mean kind of it, shitty it, it'll be something later on where they kind of oh, so she's like 14 yeah which is a weird thing like at first it was like oh she's probably old or whatever you can't mm-hmm. really tell with a lot of anime from the age of like 14 to like 20 something because they always minus height is the mm-hmm. only thing but for females they always draw like the same fucking height i mean shit there's shows where there's like a 50 year old mom and she looks like she's 12 yeah and then you get my hero moms like yo i'm 35 and i'm <laughs> yeah no but uh the first episode fucking fantastic i really love it but then when you get to like episode two and three, mm-hmm. God, is it so just like, I, I would say only the first half of episode one is good. Cause once you get into the, like the school, like they literally stop to do wedding photo type stuff in the middle of chasing someone who is supposed well, to be they've, a bad they've guy. They've been called out. They're like, yo, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. They, they waste so much time. It's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> the I, biggest I, thing for me is the hollow live like cameo. Oh, yeah, there was a whole live cameo, like... Yeah, Bubuki and Matsuri uh, up here. One thing I want to point out, they even pointed out, like, oh, they cut a hole in the side of this fuselage where fuck. It's like, first of all, if you're causing, like, smoke explosions inside a fucking plane, also 600 people on that plane, 
There is not 600 Apparently fucking... they were only in first class. <laughs> That'd be a big fucking plane if that was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I mean, she shot the gun in the plane. Inside the plane. Yeah, that's a where, fucking... Where did the other... Like, where did the bullet go? Because it passed through. Did yeah. the fucking co-pilot die? Like... Yeah, like, there was, there was a lot... Okay, listen, we won't get too into detail because <laughs> it's futuristic robots, but, like... When they point out, hey, if a hole happens to end up in this fuselage, you pointed out that this is very realistic, mm-hmm. and now you're shooting fucking guns and causing explosions inside a goddamn plane. Like, planes are weighted. Like, people are seated in bags are weighed to make sure the plane flies Silver even. Silver infused with, like, her blood. Yeah. Also, they put everyone on the back of the plane. That's a lot of fucking weight on the back of a plane. Also, that fucking... Sorry, I'm just gonna, like, riff a little bit into this, because it... It was good. It's good if you want to kill time good. Yeah. Uh, But, like, that fucking case that he brought in could not fit that gun. No, it's a, I thought they made it a point to, like, fold out and, like... It didn't It didn't really look like oh, that. I'll have to go back and watch it. <clears throat> yeah. Listen, but, there's people that can fit nanomachines. I mean, it was literally stuff. like a Henry repeater style thing. Not yeah, like, but to be fair, there was, like... It's true. Like, you got to pick, like, are we going 100% realistic or are we going, like, 10% realistic? What Henry or Peter do you know that folds up? There's something you can just detach the barrel and, like, that's a whole thing where you go, like, click, yeah, That is not what happened. She was so, like, yeah. So, ah, oh, there, there's just those moments where it's like, where, why didn't that thing come out of there? It's like the that one chick where it's like, oh, I've got this thing right here. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. It's just a little bit of that level of. Uh, Talking about the bazooka thing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. The, the, I think that's from Golden Boy. Yeah. Uh, Good anime, by the way. And it was. Now there's like the new girl unless, who has her pick, heart. Yeah. yeah. Unless they whatever. pick up. This might be one of those shows we just have to. Because the first episode, they set the bar really high, especially mm. in the animation, that first scene. You know what I was thinking? As soon as he set the animation that first scene, the next two episodes, I'm like, ah, I can see where they saved some of the money after that scene. Yeah. And I mean, they still put effort in it, but it's like, it's too slow. The last two episodes have been too slow. Also, all of the stories so far, like as the detective, the ones that are being fleshed out are super like non-consequential in the end. Yeah. Like even the one that's currently been building, building where it's like, Oh, I'm a super popular idol. Like both of my parents are dead. I live in this big fucking rich ass house. Is she a zombie? And no. Uh shut up. Uh the like I've received this threatening letter that the police won't do anything. And uh to steal this sapphire that's super rare. But she's also like being shady in the process, and it's like Hey, there's that sapphire, like behind some glass, like in the open and not in a safe. And well, at first it was in, like the a big old dude, safe. Now yeah. it's not. Yeah, and then there's the like one dude that like charges her, but she's fine in the end. And it's like, oh, there's there's a whole lot of like setting up where it's like, all right, well, she's just like lying about something super major, but like I don't even care because it's obvious. Whatever, it's gonna be like an insurance fraud at the end of it. I don't even think it's that. Like, I don't know what the case is. Like, you know, there, there's a couple things that are going on. 
she's like not telling a full story about the sapphire. The fact that she won't like lift up her eye patch is shady. And I don't want there to be a scenario where uh Siesta uh like her body parts are like parted out everywhere. Like uh, the this new girl has her heart. Like imagine if that idol chick had one of her eyes. Would you be like, like? Well, she's, yeah, I, that's what I was thinking. She's probably an android because one of her eyes could be. Yeah, uh, it'd which be, is why she's not so showing it. Weird. Also, there's two things I want to point out. First of all, in episode one, when they're sitting there talking, she's wearing his clothes. That mm. it, the uh, what is fuck does she call him? Not a uh, What does she Watson. call him? No, she calls him Watson Melissa. Uh, oh. Body boy? What the fuck does she call him? I don't know. She calls him Silence. Whatever. It's her and the guy. It's uh, her and the guy in episode one when they're sitting there having pizza. There's four fucking pizza boxes. Yeah. There was no pizza there. Now there's four fucking boxes. It's like, who the fuck orders that much pizza for one person? Yeah, right? Like, she used his money. Yeah. Also, apparently between <laughs> at, the, at the end of episode one, to the beginning of episode two, there's like a four year jump. Yeah. There's uh, he was with her for three years. Then it's been a year since she died. Mm-hmm. Why the detective is already dead. And then you find out this new girl has her heart, which they're going to pull some fucking guilty crown bullshit at the end or something. Yeah. Uh, I like it, guilty crown. Don't weird. get me wrong, but it's like, also, uh, the other thing is, uh, Sesta S I E S T A. I had to Sesta. look it up. I had it written in my notes. Uh, she's a real bro. Uh, she said, if you die, I will delete your internet search history. All right. Let's move on from that. I feel like we've just ripped into it a lot. Uh, yeah. We're making a good time. Uh, the last show, Yo. Beach Boy Riverside, started off weak as fuck. I was like, cool, this is just going to be a Kanasuba, like whatever kind of thing. Then like literally 10 minutes in, it's like, yo, here's this giant mole. <laughs> squash man the gore is i'm glad they're not censoring any of that yeah. there's those moments where it, it's kind of like re-zero meets konosuba a little bit where yeah. you get some of those moments where it's like oh it's like some of the downtime the, the things aren't super crazy and then right oh shit someone's fucking dead uh, dude there, there was one point when he crushes him it's just fucking red mist Mm-hmm. Like that show goes back and forth from it's adorable. We got this cute little rabbit mascot in a scroll girl outfit, which first of all is just fucking weird. Frua, Fria, yeah, Fria, I think Fria, yeah. Uh, I forgot to write their names and I stopped taking notes because I was just watching it to watch it because mm-hmm. I was having a lot of fun after people got turned into fucking pink mist. To then you know she's bouncing around kicking people's ass, mm-hmm. but it's it's so weird because you even go from the point of. Here's this org. The bad guys are orgs. That girl that blows open the front of the city and kills like probably like a hundred people with that blast. So then later in the next episode of, oh, you're friends with us. We'll just go on a hunt together. We'll escape together. It's like, no, she just killed a fucking hundred people. Frau. Frau. Oh, yeah. yeah. Futuru. Also, a fucking apparently the uh, ogre. That like lost her eye. The org, huh? Org, org, yeah. Org, whatever. Ogre uh, or Shrek. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm tired. Um, the one that like lost her eye, which by the way, it's hilarious because she blows that big hole into the and castle. She turns into a fucking little child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's the uh, weirdest fucking shit. It's like, oh, it's going to take me a few minutes to turn back into a person. Mm-hmm. I don't know how she got the name. I don't know if she didn't have a name before, but do you know her official name? Carrot. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's so fucking... <laughs> I, that's what it's just so confusing about the show. It, it's not so confusing that it loses you. It's just mm. like... what the, It feels like... It feels kind of like what Combatants Will Be Dispatched kind of was, mixed with Kamasuba. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, combatants have those moments of, you know, very serious. Now we're joking. But yeah. it's at least done in a good way, like Kanasuba, where you're not too like, okay, this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, I've really liked it. Uh, man, specifically some of those, those deaths have been haw. The, the ending of Sir, you forgot your horse. Like, here's your horse. And, and then there's another beam. There's like, so there's been a couple beams that cause huge destruction in this town. And episode three, mm-hmm. the last beam, this guy's handing uh, the guy his horse. I'm so sorry. I don't it's have ep- his name. Uh, end of episode two, by the way. Oh, end of episode two. He's handing him his horse because I forgot episode three is a whole fight thing. Hands him his horse. And as he's handing him his horse, he's like, thanks. And then a giant beam takes out the entire fucking town. Like, this is a huge fucking town. Yeah, like, I mean, city. City. The, yeah, like, sorry. there's a castle city. in the middle. Yeah. And, like, and yeah. everyone's dead. And the next episode, they're just like, well, okay, whatever. Yeah, so, and that's even the big thing that I ended up kind of, like, looking up. Uh, the show doesn't play everything in chronological order. Technically, the first episode uh, will be the next episode. If you wanted to watch the, like, things chronologically, it would be episode four, one, two, and then whatever past that. I wonder if they'll fix that on the Blu-ray. Uh, there's a specific site. Um that's airing it it's not crunchyroll i don't think crunchyroll is going to have that but as they're airing they're giving you two options to watch it you can either watch it in the release order or the chronological order and you just select the option i wonder if it's just that one episode that's because to be fair episode one gives you nothing it's like here's a carrot let's go they specifically said like the entire seasons like not in chronological order that's such a weird fucking... Uh, th- so that they said one of the difficulties was for the manga, the perspective is shifted between both of the Peach Boys, uh, Soli and Mi- Mikoto. I think that's his name. Yeah. Uh, Which, first of all, I thought it was a fucking chick yeah, the whole I was, time. I was like, I think that's a lady, but... Because he, vo- he is voice or he is voiced, I think, by a woman. Yeah. Which is an uncommon for Japanese anime. Yeah. But and Luffy's voiced by a woman. Uh English voice actor Naruto is a woman. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Hey, uh, Naruto still sucks, but Oh. Uh <laughs> fight me. Um but apparently for like the manga, like their stories are separated, like they're both main characters. And you'll see, like, an events from one perspective and the other, uh, like, at different time points. And they wanted to really narrow down one uh, individual, and they chose oh, so just, solely. And then... So just doing one, then mm-hmm. another, and then... And then some of the events, uh, as they were building, 
they uh, they felt that it was easier to convey specific information um, by running it out of chronological order. Uh, a, a good example so far that we've kind of seen is you get a little bit of those hints of like something's going on in the background, which builds a lot of the uh, tense of like why Mikoto's kind of crazy. You see some of those flashbacks. Also, the squid thing's kind of weird. Yeah, uh, that was a very like <laughs> random like, yo, I see some squid hentai. It's like, yeah. What the uh, fuck? Apparently, that will probably be an episode. Like, Rose are watching fucking Food Wars. Yeah. Uh, that was very like random in the middle. And very like a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're just walking through a market to oh, squid tentacle porn to then two seconds later, a fucking laser beam comes through the city. Uh, So, yeah, there's some of that where they they just felt like the story technically, like the information would flow a bit better if it's out of order and then you could rewatch it like in order if you wanted to because there will be certain events. Uh, that may happen even in chronological order. That may not make sense until like later on. Yeah. So I mean, that's a director choice. So I guess. Well, so they uh, the director uh, had contemplated it, and then even asked the mangaka about it, and they were like, "Yeah, that sounds cool." So I mean, hey, I mean, if the mangaka says it's cool, I guess it's yep. cool. Uh, but so far, that was a very worrisome pick. Mm-hmm. On my part, because I kind of picked it to fill it, because we didn't see a, a whole lot that looked interesting. There was a lot that was kind of like, eh, looks yeah, okay. I remember seeing a little, uh, like a teaser for Peach Boy. I didn't remember that it was this season, and I thought it was interested, uh, interesting. So I'm glad, like you had put it on the list, because I probably would have checked it out eventually, anyways. Yeah. Definitely, pretty fun, pretty cool. Even if things are ran out of chronological order. So far, like within the first three episodes, everything's making sense. I think so, so far this, uh, we're almost done here. I think so far this season <laughs> of anime has been pretty strong. Mm-hmm. It just hasn't been hyped. Yeah. It's a problem. It's strong, but not hyped. So you get a lot of these shows, they're kind of testing the water. Cause like, obviously spring into summer, you get a lot of those big fucking shows. Mm-hmm. And now we're in summer where even last year's summer, I don't think was super jam packed. But, uh, well, I think the difficulty with last summer, though, was COVID. Like, that was right in the middle, yeah. and they had to delay things to fall or but at like, least, like spring. The stuff we're watching now, I'm pretty happy with everything. There mm-hmm. might be one show we switch out, but it's not like last season where we watched two episodes of Combatants. We're like, okay, it'll get better. And then <laughs> everything this season has been like, wow, it's been going pretty strong, minus like Detective. It's. It's kind of weird. We'll see where it goes because mm-hmm. we've technically got four episodes worth of content time wise. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably years. stick through it for the whole season just to see what they do. It. My worry is it may be something along the lines of uh, combatants where it's just fine yeah. and then has those moments where it really doesn't shine. And that one glimmering moment where you could see where it could have been right. And the worry is that moment was 15 minutes into the first episode. Could be the same thing of when I didn't pick up uh, the day I became a God Mm -hmm. where the first couple episodes were like, first episode was like, ah, it's all right. And for me personally, I felt like the first couple were kind of meh. And then like the last like 
two thirds was, oh my God, this is fucking, I love it. And then personally for me, the last like episode ish was kind of, yeah, just kind of rocky ish. Yeah. You got to finish strong. You always got to finish strong. Otherwise people are going to remember it just being shit. Yeah. Like attack on Titan season four, season three, part season four, part one, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, that's all. Uh, that's, that's a current thought so far. Update again. We have a, well, if, if you made it this far, check out the Boxu review we did. Mm-hmm. We have that with a uh, guest star, Shelby. Yeah, it's currently uh, kind of up there in the oh, I have a second box. I should have just left this out front the whole time. I mean, it's literally behind yeah. you, on, and it's on cam. Uh, if you're watching, do you have any suggestions of what we should do next month? Because we're getting a different box of mm-hmm. something next month, uh, whether that be Japan Crate again or something else. Uh, yeah. Well, that's about it yeah besides nothing really big in the works until we move in mm-hmm. mid-september so hopefully by yeah. uh october yeah oh that's Anim- right uh we will pre be pre-recording next week's episode probably just because anime iowa yeah we'll probably just rant about something because it's supposed to be a special anyways no it's or... supposed to be b list no because last week a was a special spe- uh, last week was a special because we were talking about what We'll make it work. Well, it might not be. Oh, we a- would have to do a special anyways because it'd be A, B. Like, otherwise, we'd go back unless we're doing A, B special now. It's A, B special now. Oh, so we had to that's change weird. it up a little bit. It's because we had that off. We can all. Don't worry ah. about it. We'll have. It might not be a video podcast. might be audio only because we'll probably just. Listen. Mm-hmm. Next Thursday, we are leaving in the morning for Anime Iowa. And I have a gimbal. We will have some great footage for you. We probably. I probably won't have it edited till um, middle of next month to be mm-hmm. realistic. Yeah. But it's going to be great. Well, I know what we can do for the special. Show off things we bought. How much time we have? Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Uh, look at my pretty gimbal. Bye.